Welcome to The Way Talks. This is our second episode. This is the podcast supporting the Way Collective out in Calgary. My name is Jacqueline. I am your host and also the resident hypnotherapist and intuitive counsel at The Way. And today for our second episode, I have Leslie sitting down with me and Leslie is a breathwork practitioner. She is also a practitioner of the Bowen Technique, craniosacral, and Reiki. So hello, Leslie. Welcome. Hi, Jacqueline. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So Thank excited. Thank you so much for coming. So with these first few episodes, it's kind of like an introduction to the practitioners here at The Way and kind of discussing their own personal journey and their way. So Leslie, please tell us <laughs> about yourself. Okay. Lots of time. Okay. Um, t- about myself. Okay. So I guess it's just like a background on who I am. Um, I've been in Calgary for about 10 years. I moved here from Saskatchewan. I actually came here and started working as a teacher in the school system. And I've still been doing that for, I guess now, maybe like 11 years, 10 or 11 years. Yeah, I know. Time goes so fast. (laughs) So I'm doing that. And then I, I mean, I wear many hats. I'm also, yeah, as you mentioned, thank you so much for that introduction. Uh, I'm also a breathwork facilitator and I studied the Bowen technique and craniosacral therapy, and as well as Reiki. So I'm really grateful to use a blend of those modalities with clients and to help people connect back through that emotional and physical support. Awesome. Yeah. So what kind of drew you to that start of that journey? Yeah. So I, you know, it's interesting when you always like it's always when you look back that you start to see how things piece together, mm-hmm. right? Like of course. There's that Steve Jobs <laughs> quote about, you know, the step, you know, everything looks, you can put it together when you look backwards, but you can't know how it looks going forwards. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I think I was living here for about, I want to say maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe four or five years. And I was teaching, I, it was, it was, a, it's, it's a, it can be a lot, it can be an exhausting job. And I don't know, I just, I remember going for a Reiki session and I feel like I want to say back in like 2011, 2012, back then, and I went for a Reiki session and it was my first one. I didn't really know much about, too much about it. And then the next day, I just remember going back to work and teaching and my partner teacher made a comment and she, like I had been very overwhelmed. It was one of my first years teaching. And she made a comment about how calm and relaxed I was because I think I was really nervous and anxious and stressed mm-hmm. and, and trying to do too much. So it's funny how a comment like that, I can still, it still sticks with me. Like yeah. that's like eight, nine years ago. And it's still probably a, a key turning point. And so I remember that comment. I'm like, wow, okay, that's so interesting, like how that can really shift mm-hmm. um, and help support you in a way that maybe you don't understand yet. And I think a few years after that, I just, I don't know, I felt a pull to do it. I'd always say Reiki, Reiki. And so I got pulled to do it, found someone on Kijiji, funny enough, and and took a level one. And it was amazing. I felt so drawn to it. I wanted to help friends and do things all the way. It wasn't about making money. It was just understanding it. And then I think after I started doing that, doors just started to open. I remember a friend from back home in Saskatchewan was going to Hawaii for craniosacral and she's like, you should just come with me, come do it. And I'm like, well, I'm not a massage therapist. Like I don't have these qualifications. She's like, it doesn't matter. Just like come. And things fell into place. Like I got an early bird pricing, like flights dropped in price. I got it, you know, everything just aligned. And then it was Hawaii and it was just felt like magic. And then I came back again and then I have to try and, you know, integrate it. How do I do this? Like, what does this mean now? Like I have this mm-hmm. knowledge that I'm understanding 
and I would work with friends and family and try to like practice it. And then I just wasn't sure what it meant. And so I, but I loved it. Like there was something really lovely about when someone said, wow, like I feel a little bit better. This is kind of helping. And so I felt like I was maybe tapping into some gifts that maybe I didn't even quite knew that I had. Uh Right. So it's interesting. And, um, yeah. And then, I mean, like, as I just kept on like raveling, like threads, just, I just pulled at threads. I remember I was trying to see about how do I get, you know, coverage to be a cranial sacral practitioner? Like how do, what does this look like? And then, you know, I spoke with a intuitive coach who would do (laughs) readings and she's like, I think you need to seek out this person who I'd known, I had met. And she's like, I think you need to seek her out and ask her what she, like, you know, just what she would suggest. And I did. And she mentioned like that she was bringing a Bowen instructor to Calgary. And so I went for a Bowen session and I was like, this is amazing. This is so different. This is so unique. And I was like, I kind of like it. And I just signed up for it. So I feel like I just sign up for things and not really knowing what I, why. It's always the way I went for what the way I went for one session of Bowen. I'm like, I like this. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Like, That's amazing. So I don't, yeah. And so I just got in on it. I was like, wow, this is so fascinating. And I just started to love learning about, you know, I did, I did my teaching degree in art and dance. And so when I shifted and I'm trying to learn about the body and muscles and the anatomy, it was such a different shift, but I was fascinated by it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I just went on that and I just dived in and did all the courses and the modules. And and it was about a two year experience on and off. I was grateful enough to go to Toronto and learn from uh, the couple who are now in their like eighties who like learned from Tombo and like he passed this knowledge onto them and like trained them himself before he passed away. So I felt very grateful. Um, Yeah. And so I started doing that for a few years and with breath work, I mean, again, it was just something that just seemed to just fall into place. I would feel this like inclination of like, I kind of want to help, I want to keep helping people, but I want to help people. Like I just got this vision or feeling and I got told by someone, like I just, in meditation, I saw myself sitting and helping like a group of people, like people kind of sitting in a class and I didn't know what that looked like. So I kept pulling. I'm like, is it yoga? Is it like, do I take a meditation training? And so I would pull at threads, research things, talk to people. Like then I'd spend time researching it. Like, is this for me? Taking, going and seeing more practitioners, like Thai yoga, like, all the things. And then I remember seeing a person, a girl, a woman, lady I follow on Instagram. And I've been following her for a while. She does like coaching or does a coaching program in the States. And then all of a sudden she started advertising breath work. Um, in, um, I want to say like the, like late 2019, early 2019. And so I remember kind of like seeing it. I'm like, well, that's interesting breath work. But I had written down maybe like a few months before that in a meditation, like breath movement, body work. So I'd Mm -hmm. written those three words down. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw that it felt right. And I'm like, oh, I've never even done it. So I remember waiting when the application, when it was ready to apply, I sat there for a week with like the application, like open on my laptop being like, oh, I don't know. And then I'm like, you know what? I'll just do it. I'll just fill it out. And I didn't even, I not even done breath work. <laughs> I filled it out. I applied. I did breath work with her audio and it was, it was amazing. It was weird. It was, and I say weird in the way that like I'm not used to it. For sure. I'm not used to, when I sit and try to meditate, I have a bit of a monkey mind, um, which I know a lot of people can resonate with. So for me, while I was trying to do my first session, like on my own, without a facilitator, like just by myself, 
it, it was weird because I, in my brain, my story, my narrative is like, you don't have time for this. Like, what are you doing? Why are you lying on the floor and just breathing? Like, we need, we have things to do. So it, it was a very interesting feeling. And I knew I was holding myself back too because of uncertainty. Like when I would start to get some physical sensations, I'm like, oh my God, this is too much. I can't do this. Um, but then, I, you know, as I, as I talked with the, on the coaching call of like, is this for me? It was such a visceral yes, where I was like, oh my God, this is a lot of money. I'm so scared. I sat with it for a few days and like, let it roll, like to feel all the feels. But I mean, as soon as I was off the call with her, I literally would write down, okay, this is the cost of it. How many people do I need to see in a clinic to get this cost? And I just like, I knew I had to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And, and I've been loving it ever since. (laughs) And I love that I get to now it's interesting because I always question, like, why did I go into teaching? I love it. But I now I get to see this this teaching background in a whole new light because now breath work, I get to create and guide and facilitate and support people in their own emotional and physical journey just through breath and how like powerful it is when we really like use our breath in a very intentional way mm-hmm. and how much it can create shift in our bodies. Mm-hmm. So like that's a long drawn out journey no but it was beautiful but it was very much like just things I would never I would never would have thought like me graduating grade 12 going into teaching especially when I was like grade 12 I was going to be interior doing interior decorating and then partway through the school year I stared at my art teacher stared noticed my art teacher and I was like that would be a sweet job I think I want to do that and I just jumped ship and went into education so it's very much I don't know. And I guess that's that beautiful intuition Mm -hmm. that like when things, when you let things go or you follow those threads and you stay curious, because I never would have guessed 10 years ago that this is what I would be doing, Yeah, but I love it. So it's it's just bizarre. Now I'm in reflective mode and I'm like, (laughs) wait a second. This is crazy. How am I here? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So it's a big journey. And now I get to, yeah, I'm so grateful to hold space, listen, um, and I think I loved it. I wrote it somewhere where it's so funny how I love how I went from like, what did I write in my bio? I wrote, like I started with like the, with Reiki, which is mm-hmm. like our, it is our inner energy, our chakras, but it is a very outside based energetic system that we're in. Mm-hmm. And I, it started from that to like craniosacral, which is like soft tissue and gentle and fascial work to Bowen, which is a little bit more little more pressure, but you're getting into like that muscle, like those tendons. Yep. And now I went into the inner body of breath. So I find it so fascinating how I just kind of went, like it kept going inward and of now course. it's like using breath, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's beautiful. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a long winded story. That's how I am here today. <laughs> but it's your journey. But it's my journey. <laughs> yeah, I do. It is, it is interesting how like you just get pulled. And mm-hmm. when I look back, I'm like, why did I just start signing up for a random, what, you know, but it's so fascinating. And now I'm excited to keep going with it. Like what's next? Mm-hmm. Who do I get to help? Can I, in this climate of, of the virus, like how can we now use breath, right? Like how can I mm. now support people with breath work when we're so scared to breathe around each other? Of course. So I'm in, yeah. Ooh. So it's a very interesting time. Building off of that, okay. I want to talk a little bit more about the modalities that you okay. use. Like, yeah. let's let's start with maybe the Reiki. Let's do it in chronological, in chronological order. order. And t- tell me more about like what is it exactly that this modality does? And yeah, through that. okay, sure. 
So uh, Reiki, I find, is probably the one that is more like that 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 word is more commonly recognized. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of people recognize it. But for me, um, and I think a lot of Reiki practitioners or Reiki masters have their own way of talking about it. But I, but for me, I, I, and I think it's because I blend sometimes other modalities with it. Of course. Um, yeah. And so for me, it's a beautiful connection of connecting to someone on that energetic level, holding space for them and being here while we get to kind of shift and move through that energetic system. But also it, with it, when it can be hands on, it's also you're supporting in that physical manner as well. And so Reiki is working with the energetic body and helping and moving through those chakras. And so, I mean, I won't go into a dive about the chakras, but there's the seven, <laughs> right, common yep. ones. I believe there's now people talking about more above the head. Um, and I heard sometimes, too, that we might have them in the hands. I'm not sure. That's yep. what I've been hearing. Um, but, yeah, and so it's working through those chakras. And now because they can have an emotional, a physical vibration that they can then play into on our everyday life. And so, you know, when you get to talk to someone and see what's going on, why are, why are they here? What did they, how do they feel called to do it? What are they looking for? Um, I, you know, I get to then just hold space. And so for me, it's not about being this like Reiki healer because we are, we are, we are our own healers. Of course. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, I it's, yeah, <laughs> we are, I'm here to hold space and, and and ground and support. So when I can either be hands-on or, or hands-off, it's supporting that body and moving through. And so what I love about it is when I um, when the when a client is okay to have hands-on, um, like I give ask permission if I can use soft fascial work or, or craniosacral because sometimes like the hand just wants to move uh-huh. and their body's like I just need this. And so it's really beautiful. So it is more about holding space for them and kind of feeling into their, like the energy of their, their body, their energetic body, their emotions, and just seeing where you feel guided on that particular client, how open they are and trying to see if we can help clear and shift for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like I said, I like always will, my, my stuff gets blended. So sometimes it's even using breath work at the end to move things through. Of course. So yeah, so it's just kind of working with that energetic and or physical body and support any energy that might just feel a little heavy, might feel a little like stuck for that person where they're finding they need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So craniosacral, um, I can speak to the education that I have. So I've got up to level two with craniosacral. So there's a lot more um, that I can dive into once we're able to kind of take, you know, in-person courses again of and course. expand on that. But the, the kind of the basics of it is that it's just very gentle fascial work um, following the idea that within our cranial sacral system. So that was uh, developed by an osteopath and he has claimed that we have this cranial sacral rhythm in our body and it is this, this rhythm this, that you can feel on the physical body, similar that you would feel your pulse, your uh, respiratory when, with breath. You can feel the movement and the flow of the cranial sacral rhythm. So it's, it's created by the absorption and production of cerebral spinal fluid. So that's something you can palpate in the body. And it's working with the central nervous system, which is like, you know, our, our, our brain and our spine. Mm-hmm. And so how we use that on the outside level and that's on that surface level is just releasing, rest- I'll help to release restrictions. So a session usually is 
beginning by listening. So it is listening on different landmarks of the body to see if that rhythm feels the same on left and right. How is it moving? Is it moving really quickly? Is it feeling a little slow? And, and then going from there and checking in and seeing like where the body might want help, right? So sometimes it's tuning in and asking the body, like, where is it that you need some support right now? Because sometimes what a person thinks is going on might not be where the body wants you to go right away. And then it's also working up with the fascia. So it's very gentle. A lot of the times it's like that five grams or like a nickel weight. So if people come thinking it's going to be like a deep tissue massage, then that's not the case. Mm-hmm. It is very relaxing. It's so gentle. And then there's also a time to work up at the at this head and the skull as well and supporting um, the skull and supporting like the jaw. So we are kind of working within those systems. And then the sacrum as well with the, with the well, the head, the cranium, hence craniosacral, right? right? So it's that, yeah. So it is a very gentle fascial work that we are doing to help ease and ease any restrictions in the fascial body, which is like, you know, it's like our body suit, right? That's underneath <laughs> our skin. And by alleviating any maybe restrictions or tension, then what's underneath can begin to shift and move freely. <laughs> With fascial body, would you explain that a little bit? Because, you know, there are folks who may not actually be familiar with that yeah. term. So our fascia is, it's a, just a word for our, like a type of connective tissue that we have underneath our skin. It kind of holds, it kind of helps to hold this, you know, that layer to the muscles, but it's this kind of body suit of connective tissue. And, you know, if you think about something like that, that if it gets a little restricted or pulled, mm-hmm. where, how else might that impact somewhere else in the body? So if an area is feeling like tight and pulled, then it might have an impact on the opposite side of the body. Like there's all those different things with fascial lines, but yeah, it's just this type of connective tissue, gotcha. thin layer of connective tissue that is underneath that we are kind of like wearing to help, I don't know, to keep it oh, simple. Yeah. No, yeah. that's that's perfectly helpful. Then Bowen. Bowen. Bowen technique. Okay, so the Bowen technique is a beautiful um, hands-on modality that was developed in Australia. And uh, Tom Bowen created this modality. So sometimes people find it familiar to trigger point. Sometimes people find it familiar to acupressure. Um, What it is, is a technique that also, again, addresses fascia, right? Because we're working on on skin. But it can go a little deeper where we can actually, we're trying to influence also like muscle, tendon, ligament, um, organ, the organs, depending on the procedure that we are doing. So, oh, I mean, as well as the nervous system, that's huge because we're trying to help shift the nervous system out of that fight or flight and into that relaxed state. Mm -hmm. So healing, like that innate healing can start to function. So what it is, is just a cross fiber, they're cross fiber moves over, um, specific points on the body. Uh, it's procedure based. So those moves are done based on the procedure that you're doing and what is the indication of why the person is looking for some help. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so it is a combination of those moves, those cross fiber moves and pause or like wait times. So, I mean, unlike a massage where the work is done very consistently for that whole length of the session, uh, Bowen is, is separated by moves that are done on the body and these wait times. Now these wait times are important and key to this technique because we're trying to support the nervous system and giving the body a chance to respond. Um, I like to relate it to 
acupuncture because I, you know, if anyone's had acupuncture or any maybe even types of physio where where the practitioner, uh, they're doing the work, like maybe the needles are in the body and then they let the body rest. Like you are there resting and letting your body do the work. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's kind of the same idea. Now, so that also gives me a chance to see like when I come back after the wait, is the person ready? Can we continue? Is there any sensations that are going on in the body that we need to let the body rest more? Because everyone's coming in with their own set of um, issues or concerns that sometimes you may only get through a couple procedures in the body and that person's like, okay, I think I'm like, you can tell that like, that's it. That's all their body can handle right now. Mm-hmm. So it's, so it's really interesting. So it is that, that combination of those wait times and these rolling moves. Um, yeah. And so they're done to help support the body, support the nervous system. We're trying to create change in the body. We're trying to like address you know, like the, those receptors so that the brain can be like, oh, wait, like that's, there's a tension pattern there. Like that's not right. So we're trying to open up that communication when there's tension, stress, pain, any kind of holding pattern to kind of bring the body back into a balance. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And so there's procedures for, I mean, we've got a lot of procedures. So, I mean, kind of similar when I think of like meridians and acupuncture, like if someone comes in and they say, I've got like an elbow, then we can work with the procedures that are in and around the arm and elbow. If someone's got back, we can work on different procedures of the back, the knee, ankle, um, you know, digestive issues. We can do procedures for that. So it's not a, it's not always just like physical pain or an injury. It can also support like other, other concerns too. So it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. All right. Last but not least. Last but not least. My new fave. Breath work. My new favorite. So breath work um, is so interesting and I do love, because I get to talk about it and I've been talking about it a lot more on like my Instagram and whatnot, especially, especially now um, when people can, you can teach and help people to do it on their own, Mm -hmm. right? They don't necessarily have to have a facilitator with them. Breath is with them at all times, right? It's like the first thing we have when we're in this world and it's the last thing we have. So it's like, it's our life force. Um, So for me, so breath work, I mean, a lot of people are you know, they're like, yeah, well, we breathe all the time. Like, well, what's breath work, <laughs> right? Like I'm breathing right now, you know? Yep. And so, and I love it and it's true. And so it's, it's fun to talk about that because we know that there is breath work for relaxation that exists in our world and we're familiar with it. Um, pranayama within yoga is, it ca- can use breath for relaxation. You know, um, a lot of the times people will, when you have someone or yourself are stressed or anxious, like, the first thing that sometimes people will say to you is like, oh, just like take a breath, slow down, like slow your breathing, right? So mm-hmm. it's known that breath, we need, we can change and control our breath to shift, right? Mm-hmm. We know. So, I mean, when we take really long, deep exhales, we are supporting our vagus nerve. When we are breathing kind of continually, um, we are supporting the vagus nerve, which is responsible for our rest and digest. It's a huge, important parasympathetic nerve. Um, and it connects to many organs in the body as well as touch points on lots of areas going down like the throat, the heart, things like that. So yeah, the breath is very important, um, for relaxation. So what I get to do as a breathwork facilitator is I get to take it in like a whole new level. So for me, breathwork is just this term that refers to breathing patterns and techniques. And, uh, as a facilitator, I just let people know that it's like a body based meditation. It's a chance to where sometimes if our if our mind, our monkey mind won't quiet during meditation, we can go into a very active breath session 
and shift, create a shift there to slow things down, calm things down and shift our state. Um, it is where we use continual and intentional breath. So a session can last a couple minutes, a session can last the length of a song, or I get to take people in a deeper kind of transformational journey where we do that meditative practice and it can last like 15 to 20 minutes, if not longer. Mm -hmm. And what's so beautiful is when you, when I get to work with people, we get to talk about like, what are you looking for? What are we looking to let go of? What are we wanting to embrace more of? What do we want to welcome into our life? What do we want to just be with? Like who, you know, and, and we get to create that intention and that mantra for that session and we get to help move through that mm -hmm. without expectation because we've breathed together yes we have we have amazing and as and as, so it, it, we can have all the ideas or what we think it's going to happen but then like something else could just come in and like another emotion might come up or another insight or a memory and it's just really surrendering to what just needs to come through for you mm -hmm. so it's a beautiful way to use that breath pattern to like break down emotions stuck energy anxiety and um feel empowered feel connected like there's so many different like avenues of it to just feel balanced calm and 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 then energy back to our nervous system and so I love it. I find it just a really beautiful way to connect back to self, like to yourself. Mm -hmm. And like I was saying before, when you're um, when you're doing it on your own, it's powerful. Of course it is, and it's beautiful and shifting. But when you have someone to help facilitate, to guide, to cue, to coach, to speak to, to like help support with physical touch, like hands on the feet. I love going onto the feet and help just feel grounded mm -hmm. or working at the jaw. If the person you can see is like kind of working through some stuff and, and you know, there might be some anger coming out or to support them if they're feeling a little um, noticing physical sensations that are, that are a lot because we are shifting our physiological state as well, depending on the type of breath. So being there to support someone and guide them is like such a gift because it's such a sacred space and time. Yeah. So for me, that's what breath work is. It's just, it's more than, it is breathing for relaxation and, and supporting and calming our nervous system, but it's also like breathing for transformation. Like let's breathe and like see what our body can do. Our breath is like one of the only, like it's our system where it breathes us, like it's keeping us alive without thinking about it, but we also have full control and can change it. Right. So why, like we get to use that to our advantage. Yeah. It's so powerful. Yeah. I love it. I love breath work. <laughs> <laughs> now, having had a breath work session with you, as you noted, um, one thing that I found was truly remarkable about it that I didn't even expect at all was that in the exhale, you really encouraged me to make noise. And yeah. I want you, to, would you talk a little bit about why yeah. that's important and where that comes from? So uh, when I was in my training, we talked a little bit about, we, I think it's called tuning. We call it tuning. Mm -hmm. um, and so I encourage people, and it's very interesting because when I first, when I would, when I, before I got into my journey, into my immersion of of training in person, it was always just me on my own. Like mm -hmm. I just would do my practice. Like I had to do my practicum hours and I would do it by myself. So when I was down in San Diego around like 50 other amazing women and we're all breathing together, it's like a different feeling because there's such a vulnerability to it. Uh -huh. So it's very, it was so fascinating because she, you know, our, our instructor and, and uh, the, um, the lady who created the program, she would encourage us like use your voice and it's very interesting how some people are like on the exhale like ah, oh, like they'll like tune out like saying ah sound oh, whatever you need to say to move energy through mm -hmm. and how much 
I was like, uh, like I was so quiet because it's like, I don't, A, who am I to say, who am I to be loud? So that stuff comes up. So it's so uh-huh. curious what can come up with it before. Who am I to be loud? Who, what if I ruin someone else's experience? What if someone's going to get angry at me for like screaming? Because I've had some people, myself included, on my own do breath when I'm trying to really release some like anxiety. And I literally just had to like yell. I was alone, so I felt safe to do so. (laughs) But you're like, oh my God, I'm going to wreck someone else's experience. Mm. Like this is going to deter, you know? So we use the voice, A, how beautiful when it comes back to Reiki with our throat chakra, right? (laughs) So if we're not saying what we need, not speaking up, not asking for what we want, speaking our truth, there's a lot of energy block there. So I find like when we want to exhale, it opens up that. Also, humming, singing, making like also can help our vagus nerve as well. It stimulates our vagus nerve. So there's such beautiful truth in that. And then it helps to move energy through. So sometimes if someone is feeling a little crampy in their hands or tightness or stiffness um, or feeling a lot of energy and it's feeling like a lot, we can go down to natural breath, slowing things down. And then we can on that exhale make like a... Ah, uh, sound and like move. So we're trying to. It's just how to move energy through. Right. So it's like a nice way to, an opportunity for someone to maybe move energy through to see how it feels. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, for me, using our voice is powerful if we don't use it. Hmm. Yeah. No. It, it. For me, when we did the session, I was not expecting to be encouraged to make the noises, and yeah. for sure, I did experience that thing where it's like, "Whoa, yeah. this is kind of weird." But... Someone's listening to me, but it's <laughs> right? so interesting to then ask oh, those yeah. questions. Why am I? Why was it? Why? Why am I so inhibited? Why mm-hmm. does it matter? Am I not? Why don't I feel safe? At, like maybe I don't feel safe in the space. I don't feel safe to use my voice or what's the point or this is stupid like there's so much that can come right. up if we want to get curious about oh, it oh god yeah yep and i once i kind of committed to like let me move through this resistance and actually do mm-hmm. do make noise it changed it shifted the session for me yeah. in such a powerful way it's like all of the sudden everything was engaged like all of my senses and even like the power of voice mm-hmm. all of that being engaged really changed it and it allowed me to go deeper so like yes. it's it is i thought it was a very remarkable wouldn't have ever expected that mm-hmm. just going into breath work so oh it's yeah. such a nice like that's, <laughs> i don't even know what i'm looking for like just um i don't know like, <laughs> it's like a nice um observation there we go maybe that's the right word like just of like wow like or like self, like self-awareness yeah there we go the awareness of it maybe that's the word i'm looking for yeah. right like yeah 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 i know so grateful to hold space for you oh thank you yeah I deeply appreciate it <laughs> we'll do more yeah 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 no i do love it i'm glad that you enjoyed it it's definitely a different experience to it's, I guess if I can, you know, if people are thinking like, okay, it's just like meditating, but I'm just actively breathing. Then I think they can get their head around like, so I just lay here and breathe. It's like, totally. think of it as like you're meditating with active breath. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I think some meditation practices are focusing on breath as well. Like focus on your breath to try to get out of the thoughts. Yep. But it's not bad to have the thoughts. And so for me too, when I'm doing my own breathwork practice and I know I'm in my head a lot, I know I'm not in my body. Yes. Because this is all about mm-hmm. a body-based practice, not a mind-based practice. Yeah. Not about creating the stories around what comes up or why. 
letting the body do the work yeah. and getting out of the head. And so when I can, when I breathe, I can, I know that when I get out of my head, I start to feel more into my body and I feel more like alive or relaxed or whatever needs to come through in that time. But I can definitely tell if I'm in my brain the whole time, like it's not as, it's just, I can tell the difference, I guess. Yeah. I don't want to say it's not powerful because obviously sure. it's something's coming up for me that I can't let go. My brain's yeah. not wanting to quiet. So it's not a bad thing, but I definitely know what it feels like to let go. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, body, I trust you. And it took me a while to say, I am safe to do this. I'm safe to keep going. I'm safe to notice a little lightheadedness and I know I can slow down. I can, I'm safe and I trust my body that I can keep breathing and I know I can build that connection and trust back with my body, right? So it's really yeah. interesting to be like, okay, I got you, like, or as I breathe, if, if things are feeling, like I said, I mean, I won't go into detail about all the responses that we might feel, um, but like you can start to notice them or even if sadness comes up. Mm-hmm. It's very much easy to be like, okay, like I don't want to go there right now. But then sometimes it's like, am I, do I feel safe to go there? Or why do I not want to go? You know, okay, I don't want to go there yet, but I can I acknowledge that it's there, right? So it's really, it's so much about finding that connection and being back with the body yeah. instead of being so disconnected. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, after we had done our session, I kind of went home and was like, I want to see how I can integrate this. So I did more of that breathing and Yay. I... I <laughs> So that's why, because then you can go home and just be like, I get to do this. I know what I might expect. I know what might happen. And you get to really use it as a tool. Totally. Yeah. And so for me, a lot of my practices are always very focused with, you know, the element of psychology and like, Mm -hmm. what is going on in my head? What narratives am I running? That's my wheelhouse. And that's usually my focus. And so I honestly, one of the things I need to do is build up a practice that focuses in on the body Mm -hmm. and the breath focus brought me there in a way that I've never had the experience oh, of before. So happy. Like, the wild thing to me was sensations that were almost blocked in my body that I couldn't access psycholo- psychologically <gasps> at all yes. came up. Because um, like what I do with my self-hypnosis and etc. is I follow things back, like feelings mm-hmm. back and emotions and deal with them that way. But when it, there is like a physical, just a physical trauma, I've never been able to just basically access that. Mm-hmm. But this weird thing happened where all of a sudden I had this sensation where back when I was a child, I had an allergy medicine that was like a steroid that was shot straight up into my nostril. I physically could taste that after doing the breath work, mm-hmm. like during the breath work. And it was like wow. my body needed to relieve this it almost yeah. it, it was like almost like a sense of trauma from this like visceral memory of this particular drug and I could taste it and I could feel the sensation wow. of it and it was like my body needed to let that go and yeah. through the breath oh, I got I goosebumps <laughs> oh it's got gooseies all over oh but so like powerful. it's absolutely and it's thanks to working with the breath with you yeah. was a, oh, allowed me to like access the space that was just to this point inaccessible because my focus has been different types of modality and now I'm kind of moving into that body space which up until now I wasn't ready to deal with because I had my path has been to deal with this other stuff first yeah but like the breath work is just 
it it struck me as something entirely different and a way to access something that was so physical. Yeah, we store so much in mm-hmm. our bodies, right? Like our bodies hold on to so much memory and yeah. and even the fact that like it was a if it was you know your senses popped up. So it was more than just like maybe an emotion in the body. It was like the taste, like all the things, oh, yeah. like the memory, like the actual memory of it, the taste in the body, the, all the things, like it just activated all that in your brain. Yes. And it's like, okay, it's time to let go. We don't need to have this anymore. I am safe. Like I'm not in, tra- mm-hmm. like I'm not in pain. I'm not in trauma. Like I am safe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. It's so beautiful. And every, and every um, session is so different. Like someone can come in and have a very, like sometimes I think people think that they, to, they, look, like they look to expect a big, um, big breakthrough, emotional, like all the things, mm-hmm. right? Like if, it's, if you're not, I, I have some friends who I trained with and they're like, I've been doing it for months and I haven't cried yet. And it's like, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay that that might not have happened. And so it's really... Just oh, whatever comes through, comes through, and maybe it's just not quite there yet to come through. And it can, you might, you know, a session might be about letting go, and a person might just feel very relaxed and peaceful after. Yeah. It might not be about letting go of a, a sadness or a crying, mm-hmm. right? It's like, a, mm-hmm. you know, I've had them where I felt joy and energized, and I've had them where my eyes just water a little bit. I'm like, oh, that was nice. And I've had it where I've full out, like I mentioned, kind of sobbed and like just had to like yell because I don't really get like I don't let things go that way like I don't just get that you know I just Mm -hmm. and I don't know I don't know why I did it I don't know what needed to go but I was like something's been going on there's a lot of collective energy happening right now and Mm -hmm. maybe you know who knows what I was holding on to or feeling into but I just like it felt so good and then after it was almost like a little bit of a emotional hangover where I was like, Ooh, okay. Like where you just kind of like, okay. Cause you just, it's like where you felt like you just cried and you're like, okay, now I just need to take care of myself. Cause I just Beautiful. let that go. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes people, I'll let people know, like, just go relax and cocoon and take care and, and soothe yourself after if you need, mm-hmm. because you also need to honor that fact and not just go rush and do things. Oh, like, for why? sure. Yeah. So I love that you had that experience. <laughs> like that's so powerful. Yeah, it was, it makes my heart happy. It was awesome. I love it. <laughs> so good I'm so grateful that that came into my life and I get to do it now it's the the world oh my goodness as mm-hmm. soon as I finished my actual practicum not even a month ended and <laughs> COVID happened <laughs> I guess so, that's true so, yeah yeah so oh. all of a sudden I'm like oh I'm so excited I get to like host breathwork classes and workshops and do all these great things with people because I love connecting in person. I love supporting people with physical, like, like just, oh, I'll say the word touch, even though I mean like, you know, b- like through presence. bow and moves. Absolutely. Yeah. The senses that's, and it's funny. That's like my, that's my sense when I look into my human design, that's another <laughs> whole conversation there, but that's funny how all that comes into play. It, mm-hmm. it makes sense. It's who I am, who I am. Yeah. And so I finished, yeah, I, I, fin- I was all excited. And then like this beautiful clinic opened and it was open, you know, it just opened. I'm like, things are aligning. Things are going good. Done breath work. Clinic's opening. I get to be with the way and, and you know, the beautiful people here. And then all of a sudden COVID happened. And I was like, okay. So. <laughs> but um. But uh, yeah. So now after, you know, I had to use then, that's when that tool is what I had to use. So I got to use that tool again for myself. 
I got to share it online a little bit with um, with some groups. And as much as I love the the like having technology, it's it's just was not the same for me. I yeah. miss that in person connection. And then the whole I don't know if irony is the right word. I don't think I use it, but <laughs> the idea that I just did training, studied breathwork, love breathwork. So now in the last few months, the idea of of what we breathe out is contagious and so it it hurt my it just hurt my heart because it was so sad that what I, what I love doing and working with people it's like nope like you can't go you know and now we're masked and and we're and I understand you know we're it's for the safety of others but now we're also blocking our breath we're yeah. blocking this life force you know our inhale and our exhale are different you know and and so for me now I think it's interesting to look at it like okay how can I still keep using this tool? Maybe this is a very beautiful divine timing thing. I don't know yet. <laughs> That's fair. What will come with that in this time where if breath is such a beautiful gift that we can use intentionally to shift the energy, the anxiety, the uncertainty. There's so much. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of stress and you know all those emotions that people are feeling. And, and if we can use breath to move through and connect back, regulate our nervous system, then, it, then it's a, great, a beautiful gift that I can, and I want to start and share with people. So I'm looking forward now, as long as it makes sense to, I'm hosting or I get to facilitate one-on-ones and, and two or two people at a time and, and facilitate breath work mm-hmm. for people who are comfortable. Um, I'm looking at doing some in-person classes again. It's been... It's, I haven't done them since February, so I, I'm really happy here or wherever I'm able to start doing that, you know, in a very safe manner, small group, spaced out, but giving people a chance to breathe, take off their mask. I look at it like a yoga class or something where you're breathing yeah. um, and seeing how I can support people in this time and what that looks like in this climate mm-hmm. because I feel it's needed. I feel it's important you know, how can I help and teach people ways to shift if they're feeling, yeah, stressed and anxious. So I think that's where things are going right now. It's very much dependent on our climate Mm -hmm. and and the collective. So, yeah. So just gracious to be here, gracious to work with amazing practitioners such as yourself, (laughs) right? And, And hold space for people and be here however I can. Yeah, absolutely. And if anything, this current climate is allowing us to focus on our breath and mm, be so much more we're aware. So of much it, more aware right? of our breath, aren't we? Absolutely. And yeah. that could evolve into something where we're more mindful of it I in the love, future, right? Love it. Yeah. That's totally a way that this could go. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for what sitting a fun down conversation. with conversation. Thank you, Jacqueline. <laughs> I loved it. Take care of yourselves, friends, and, you know, be with your breath. Yes, be with your breath.